that be an interesting way to start out a podcast is what talking about what like you don't like podcasts? about podcasts? I only listen to podcasts that I like. I know, but there's things in all podcasts that you don't like. There certainly would be a reason why you'd stop listening to a podcast. Maybe if they had some like topical thing they had to do before they started the podcast, or they talked about something that had nothing to do with today's podcast. And it takes up so much time, you're like, should I fast forward or should I turn it off? That's actually my favorite thing that podcasts <laughs> do. Like they have some kind of like talk about what they're drinking or whatever, which I've got to point out, all things pumpkin. I can't <laughs> believe that I've succumbed to the pressure here in drinking a pumpkin spice latte. <laughs> which also, You don't hate it? I, I don't hate it. It's fantastic. Oh. I don't hate it. I like it. Uh, but Notes I, of nutmeg. It does. Uh, it does make me think, though. Th- there's one thing that I feel like we have to do, and that's um, kind of describe the space because this podcast has oh, been boy. by video uh, <laughs> to this to this point. And actually, Matt thought that we were going to do video, <laughs> and you'll notice he wore his outward church hat. He's got an outward church hoodie, and and underneath that, uh, you'll find the outward church. I've got my outward church wow. shirt on shirt. right as well. I thought and that we were no going to be on video to today, it. and I thought it would be hilarious. We as could my, not do video. My parting podcast to be decked out in Outward Church. So we're we're in a back office, and Liz has used some <laughs> colorful words for... Uh, it, it's actually very colorful. It's yellow. Like, yeah. the walls are yellow, and the lights are yellow. It's... There's, there's no windows, but what there is is some really awesome recording equipment. So I imagine the sound is going to be maybe the best it's ever been. But the video quality... We don't even have to talk about it because it's... We don't need it. it would be maybe hor- it'll make it would be my voice soothing. It would be horrible in here. Uh, I've got to say, I feel a lot more comfortable knowing that there's not a camera. <laughs> yeah. If only you could see what Brandon is doing right now. <laughs> He's very relaxed. So we had two sermons uh, this week. We're one church in two locations. We have a Silverton location. We have uh, an outward location. And obviously, in incredible... Uh, experience in Salem as as we had uh, opportunity to say farewell to Pastor Matt. But I want to mention uh, in uh, Silverton, uh, they were in the book of Galatians. They're uh, one kind of one sermon away from finishing Galatians. The same thing is true in Salem. And the main topic uh, was about, was, was do not grow weary uh, in doing good, which ends up being uh really very connected though uh Matt who's here right beside me decked out in uh in outward gear you preached on uh Revelation 5 this week yeah Revelation 5 um you know got to choose what I wanted to do and if you heard my sermon uh one of the things that I said was that this sermon was sort of, uh, this was a little bit of fun, but I said it was a revelation to me, um, but I, it really was. I mean, it, this was something that came to me that I, I believe God gave to me uh, while I was just spending time with him out in the woods in my hunting trip. And so, but what we were talking about, what we really feel interesting is there's just a lot of similarities between um, what's going on in Revelation um sort of like what is the revelation the answer to and what's going on in uh, what um, Paul's talking about at the end of Galatians. Yeah, because you you talked about, uh, and, and Liz, I want to get your input on this too. Uh, you talked about the basic idea, if I can, if I can summarize, uh, is, is that in this moment, this glimpse into heaven, this moment is such a demonstration of power, but yet there's only one who is worthy 
to unleash the plan of God. And, and it's a look, a view into just how powerful God is, that he has a plan and a purpose behind everything, and that we are in his kingdom, and we live as though uh, we're in charge or responsible or looking for a better kingdom or a better king. And, you, and, and it makes us weary. That's one of the connections there, right? Like we grow weary uh, looking for or waiting for a better king or a better kingdom when what's being offered is to just see uh, the power of God uh, that, that, that is available for us resting in his sovereignty. Um, Liz, what were some standouts for you? I was thinking a similarity. It was actually two weeks ago in Salem, but um, Pastor Matt Porter was reminding us. And actually it says in Galatians six, like God is not mocked. And so then you come to the next week and we're talking about the one true authority, the one on the throne, not all of the little, you know, kingdoms, baby kingdoms that we try to create and, you know, be our own God, but God is not mocked. He is the one true authority. He is the one true thing king on his one true throne. So those two, like they kind of just went together in that, in my opinion, that way. It's interesting, actually. So I was reading all of Revelation um, and, you know, the beginning of Revelation, first chapters talking about kind of the purpose of Revelation and setting the scene. The second and third chapters are all about to the seven churches. Like this is a revelation to these seven churches with these seven different things going on with him. And I think it's the church in Ephesus. He actually, God actually talks to that church. Uh, I think he's talking to the church in Ephesus. I'd have to go back and look and maybe I'll find it here. But he's saying, actually, one of the things that they're struggling with is being weary, which I think is really interesting. One, because the vision of our church has come from the book of Ephesians. And then two, it's it's just something that like we're talking about in Galatians. So I think it, like there's a, a huge... Um, relevance here that I didn't even think about ahead of time um, that has to do with our church being weary and this revelation that God gives that comes from really and, and really points to his authority. But the thing that, you know, as we're talking about being weary, it's um, the reason why we're weary, the reason why we're going through the things we're going through in this world is because I think we we have the wrong idea of authority. Um, therefore, we don't want authority. And we have a, a wrong idea of what the king who brings authority looks like. And I think that's a big point in John. We feel let or down with, with by that authority. We have ideas about what that authority should be doing. Uh, we even try to like insert ourselves into that position of authority as we say, here's what authority should look like. Here's the authority I will submit to. Uh, and and yeah, that's exhausting. You're, you're putting on the weight of a crown that is meant only for one king and one true authority. Um, yeah. And the idea of weeping, right? He talked like he weeps because he doesn't think that there's anyone who will open the scroll. And I think when we get weary, it's when we, not that weeping, like Jesus wept, obviously everyone's favorite verse memorized. But when we are weary, it's because we are not focused on like the eternal kingdom. We're focused on something in this kingdom that we cannot control or that is upsetting us or that we're trying to control. Um, and so we weep just like he's weeping when he thinks that no one I feel can. like I could have done a whole sermon just on the weeping aspect of this because I think it is quickly overlooked. And I asked the question in my sermon because I just wanted people to stop and think. 
the question isn't because I think when I first even looked at it, I was like, why is John weeping? Like, why is this so significant? And that was the question I wanted to answer was why is he weeping? But what I was left with when I started to think about the implications of what's going on is why don't I weep? Why don't I uh, see the brokenness of this world? Why don't I see the loss of hope in this world? Why don't I weep for something greater? Why don't I weep for this world to be made right? You know, and I mean, sometimes I do, but, but the reality is it's far and few between. And as I've been, you know, around people more and more right now who I'm just having to, you know, we're just having these discussions about me leaving and people are, you know, would start to tear up and then they'd say, Oh, you know, we, what do we always say? Like, Oh, I don't want to cry or, Oh, I shouldn't cry. We try to stop ourselves from crying. Why do we do that? Why do we, uh, why do we feel like we need uh, to stop weeping? I think that has to do, um, with everything we're talking about. You guys, does that make sense to to you guys? Yeah. I think you, you said something about like, do you long for a different way of life? Like what, but when we're, when we're, we, yeah, I think that, I think that we live in a world where we're so desensitized and we shouldn't be, we shouldn't be desensitized to the things around us that are wrong or sad, but that is, it's, it's why people say we're fine. Like we don't <laughs> You, you mentioned, um, and, and I appreciate you sharing that. I appreciate, uh, uh, you know, your connection to that. It is a powerful moment. It's, it's a, it's a song that we've, we've sang like this, this, they've taken, um, this section of scripture and turned it into a, a very popular song. Is he worthy? Uh, we sing this song and I love that you put so much meaning behind that. You mentioned just a second ago about how timely, uh, this, these sermons, Galatians 6 and Revelation 5, uh, and how helpful it is for us right now and in this present time. And that isn't the first time that that happened. That happens all of the time. And I just want to point out that is not because outward perfectly has their pulse on exactly what is needed for this time. It's something we pray about. It's something we ask God God's direction for. It actually speaks to the timeliness of God's word. God's word is eternal and it is it is useful and beneficial for us in every season. Like one of the things that I love about you guys is I'm sitting in this dark office uh, with yellow walls and yellow lights drinking pumpkin spice lattes is you guys both have uh, your Bibles open, leaning in. I hear the pages turning. I see over and over in your guys' lives in those moments when you don't have an answer, the place you go to is, is God's word. You go back to the well, that single source of truth. Um, and and I, I, I see that not only in you guys, but in the leadership team at Outward Church. And it's just such an honor to work with and around people who are thinking in that way. And so as you prepared this sermon, there must have been so many things that you had discovered as you're seeking God and seeking God's word. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm always curious of a preacher. Is there, is there something that they wish they could have said if they had more time? Is there something they wish they would have said slightly differently if they had the opportunity? Uh, and it's, it's not like we ever want to take, uh, take those things back. We're, we're definitely moving by the power of the spirit, but you have this opportunity in the context of this podcast to kind of talk about, you know, maybe there was a, a fourth point or something that you had. Uh, I feel like I'm being led in a direction here. Is, is that what's going on? No, I, I, I absolutely know what you're getting at. Yeah. So that, that is so true. And I know you know that too, Brandon, is that, uh, that 
you know, as you're going through a sermon, um, you, you really just, you have only so much time and you have the people's attention for so long, but there are so many things that God teaches you that I would believe are just for me. And so there's so many things that I think God just gave me as I studied and read through this and just ha- spent time with him in revelation. Um, but I think a fourth point I would have loved to add if I had more time was, uh, if you remember from my sermon, it was the, basically that we need the true authority of the true King to give us our true identity. Uh, and our true identity is that we are priests and that we are kingdom but that we will reign. But the but there's this kind of fourth piece that the rest of Revelation goes into, the rest of this chapter goes into, chapter four even starts out with it, and it's worship. That we were created to worship something. Um, and what you see is this, in this picture of what I believe is eternity, right? In this, this picture that the windows of heaven open up, what you see um, we that we will do for the rest of life with all of creation, not just humanity, but angels and weird eyeball things, uh, is we will worship God and we will sing of what he has done in his completed work. And I think that that ties into, we were just talking about this Galatians 6, because why do we get weary? It's because we worship things that grow old and die, that, that could never satisfy us. But what I said in my sermon is we were made for an eternal thing. And in a, only an eternal thing can satisfy us. And Revelation 6 gives us this picture of us worshiping the true king who is truly capable of fulfilling us because he is the eternal king. That's so good. And Liz, you might have uh, some to add to that. It, the, I've heard it said that we worship what we fear um, and, uh, you know, attention is also tied to worship, right? Tim talked about that a couple of weeks ago, that like what we, what we pay attention to, like that's the value, like that's, that's what, what uh, you know, advertisers are going after is your attention. Uh, and so what are, you, what are you paying attention to? What's your focus on? Where are your eyes? What, where is your hope? What are you looking to um, in, in that? Uh, all of that connected to worship. Uh, so that's, that's a really excellent point. I think that's when we get disappointed is we have created a little kingdom on our own that we are the ruler and the authority of. And when those things don't pan out, that's when we are devastated because we're worshiping the things that God has given us, which are really good things sometimes. Like they can be our jobs, our family, whatever gifts that God has given us, even going outside and looking at how beautiful the world is like and saying, wow, look at that waterfall, right? Instead of wow, God made that waterfall for us to enjoy. It's just a different way of looking at the same thing and really deciding on how you worship and who you worship. And the other way, you always are disappointed. Always. And you become weary <laughs> because they fail you. This is, this is really kind of high-level thinking. Um, maybe we could bring it down into the practical, uh, kind of the everyday. The fact of the matter is, I wake up, I have responsibilities. I can't, I can't ignore the things that are around me. I need to provide for my family. I need to protect my family. I have decisions to make um, every single day. Uh, okay, there is a future where God is completely sovereign and in control. Uh, how, what do I do with that right now? You talked about kind of the answer for that weariness or the answer for um, maybe even uh, 
getting riled up or, or feeling out of control, you talked about stillness. That was one of the things that you mentioned. Um, and, and maybe there are some other kind of practical, but, but the reality is um, the, the day by day, what, what help can you offer for the, the every day? I'm weary. I'm stressed. I'm worried. I'm fearful. My sleep is affected. Um, you know, we're in the grind. What, what hope can we have, um, that's helpful, practical for us, uh, right here and right now, either of you guys have something that you would, you would offer. Uh, yeah. So I, you know, man, I would love to do a whole nother podcast just on, uh, the movie, the sound of metal and how it's the movie that like parallels my sermon. Um, there's just so much going on in there and I hate when people give away movies, so I'm not going to say too much, but I would say, number one, go watch that movie. Um, maybe that's bad advice because what I'm going to tell you next is going to be the opposite of that, but I think we need to stop. I think I, I think that was my challenge to the church, to the church as a whole is, is I think in a lot of ways we need to stop, um, the quote that I made from that movie is basically like the, like the world keeps, I, I don't have it exactly in front of me. Actually I do, but I don't want to get to it. I'm too lazy for that apparently. Um, but the world keeps moving and it's a cruel place. Uh, but in those moments of stillness, that's where you find the kingdom of God and it'll never abandon you. And, uh, uh, what's going on in that scene is that um, he's identifying the addiction we have to the world that keeps moving and never satisfies, that causes us to be weary. And the way that we, as human beings, um, I won't even say Christians, but just as human beings can battle that is to just stop. And what I um, do to stop is to just sit in silence with the Lord, uh, where I am doing nothing. But I am just desiring, being, longing for him, for the awareness of him. Because it's not that God comes to me in those moments. It's that I begin to stop looking at the world around me. And I begin to realize that he's always been there. There's this great quote from C.S. Lewis in the book I'm reading, Letters to Malcolm. And he says, if only we would see that every bush is burning, um, if only we were aware of it. Basically, the idea is, is God is all around us. God is everywhere. He is in creation. He is, you, it, we can see God, the evidence of him is here. If only we would stop and allow ourselves to be aware of it. And I think you do that by being quiet, by being still, by stopping. I think that the reaction to that and even my own reaction sometimes is, well, I can't because I have all of these things that I have to do, which really it is true. A lot of us, we have a lot of things that we have to do. And so, but then I think when you stop the objections, we have, we can spend a lot of time with objections and excuses and reasons. And then when you do it and I, I do feel like that is one of the hardest things for me is to be quiet, just to spend time with the Lord. And then I do think I realize that all of a sudden I've taken the focus off of myself, which is easy to do because that's just how we're made. Um, when we do take the focus off of ourselves, and all of a sudden it does become about him. And it's not always comfortable because that is sometimes where we see our sin and our selfishness and our worship of the other things, but that's what he calls us to. And then there is the grace for that and the rest, the peace that you won't find by doing the things getting to the end of your to-do list is never where rest is found because then the next list just begins. I've got to confess that I will, I will give, uh, a grade 
to my quiet time, air quotes, um, by how productive I was in it. How much Bible reading did I do? How much praying did I do? And I will say that was a good quiet time or a bad quiet time based on the amount that I do. Like that actually ends up being, I think, what a lot of people can think about when they're thinking about being still and quiet with God. Well, I'm supposed to be doing something right now, right? I'm supposed to be reading my Bible. I'm supposed to be praying. Like, yes, but like where really is the 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 power of stillness? I think this is kind of the things that you guys were talking about. Uh, oh, oh man, that is absolutely true. It's it, uh, people do. If you don't practice this regularly, you don't realize how hard it is. Um, one of the hardest things for us to actually do is to be quiet because what you will do for the first, however many minutes, I always tell people to do 30 minutes. Uh, Liz knows this <laughs> after being in equip, many people, uh, who have been in equip know this is 30 minutes because after about 10 to 15 minutes of fighting it, you, your body begins to do something and your brain begins to give in and things begin to clear. And I, and, and the sound of metal even points this out that there's this, there's these, there's this moment and you'll know when it happens of stillness. And that's the moment where, where the world begins to fade away. It's like that, Oh, it's that old hymn. Um, turn your eyes upon Jesus, you know, and the things of this world begin to grow strangely dim. That's what happens in those moments of quiet where you stop producing, where you stop consuming, where you stop trying to absorb everything of this world has and just be aware of the presence of Christ. Those are the moments I long for these days. Yeah, don't get me started on looking at Jesus. There's a whole podcast right there. Uh, Liz, Can you call me in for that one? Because I would love to talk about that too. Liz, did you have Johnson. something you wanted to add? No, I, I yeah, I think just rem, rem, remembering or reminding people that it is hard. It's not that everyone practices this and we come to this amazing place. Like it takes it takes the work. Two weeks ago, Pastor Matt asked the question, "Do you want transformation?" Um, that's a hard question because I feel like everyone's first answer is yes, of course I do. And then you think, oh shoot, that doesn't come, um, easily. It doesn't come from a set amount of Bible study every day or good prayers or whatever it is. Like it comes through like the hard, it comes through the sacrifice. It comes to denying yourself, like taking up your own cross, right. And denying yourself the things of this world. Um, so just a reminder, it's not easy. <laughs> There's a memory that I have that's very strong. Uh, do you guys remember when the eclipse happened? Like we just happened just to be about that, yeah. in a place where uh, where we were like perfectly positioned to experience the eclipse. And I'm in my backyard. Uh, some friends of ours actually used the experience to uh, to like uh, they were going to propose during the eclipse. That was the plan. And so we had a bunch of people at our house, and I wasn't particularly. I didn't know to be all that uh, excited about it. I, I I just thought it would be, you know, a, an obscuration of the sun and it'd be like a cloud going in front of the sun. But the moment um, that it happened, not only were the colors incredible uh, and the instant cooling effect in the air, but the thing that struck me the most was the noises that I didn't even notice before stopped. The bugs stopped making any noises. Birds stopped chirping altogether. It was the silence of that moment that blew me away. And it's because like something may be unprecedented. 
none of those creatures had ever experienced anything like that. Uh, they, they had recognized that there was something uh, bigger than themselves beyond their understanding in that moment. And their reaction was to just be quiet. And uh, I think, I think that had an impact on me, something that I'm seeking in my time with the Lord, just recognizing there's something bigger. There's someone greater. There is, this is, this is not me. This is not all on me. Like this is, this is awe inspiring. And when you look, when you see, when you notice, um, you're in it. Um, so I, I really wanted to talk about you, you, you leaving and, and maybe that needs to be a whole nother episode of, of, uh, just kind of a discussion with you about your decision and God's calling in your life. And we should just end this in awkward <laughs> silence. Yeah. Cool. Okay. I'm going to see who feels, who feels the silence first. Listeners out there, this is your time to listen to our awkward silence, or maybe the podcast just ended and you don't know it. Oh my gosh. We could, we could do silence together right now. Mm-hmm. Go. It's horrible. Start now. When is it over? <laughs> it's the worst ending we've ever had. Seriously, though, uh, whoever's editing this, just just in the podcast and make them think that like we're just doing silence, and then they don't know the podcast. Si- silence is really hard. Yeah, it is. This is still the podcast. <laughs> Darn it! There was there was. You've been listening to Outcast, a production of Outward Church. To discover more about us and find other resources designed to help you in the journey of loving Jesus and living outward, visit outwardchurch.com. Thanks for listening, and join us next time for Outcast.